Welcome to the RootDown.us podcast. My name is Melissa Rutter, and today I am interviewing Dr. Brendan Arm. Dr. Arm is the founder and director of Lotus East West Medical Center, a holistic primary care center located in Santa Monica, California. He has a doctor of acupuncture and oriental medicine in private practice, specializing in pain management, orthopedics, and integrative medicine. And his center is the first medical center in Santa Monica to be a green business certified. He also serves as faculty at Emperor's College. Welcome, Brendan. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule today to talk with us. Thank you, Melissa. Glad to be here. Wonderful. Um, so, um, you know, how did you, um, when you came into this medicine, how did you come to study it? What was the uh, sort of the pretense for you in uh, all this? Yeah. Let's see. Um, well, I've always been interested in medicine. And, you know, I came from a family of, med uh, uh, my, my father's a urologist from the East Coast, and I was actually studying uh, to go into um, cardiology. Um, so just kind of what I grew up um, always being around in the hospital with my father or, um, you know, hearing stories about his practice. And, um, but then also, to juxtapose that, um, uh, there was always a, an Asian influence in our home. Um, you know, we've always been intrigued by um, Asian spirituality, um, as well as doing things more holistically. Um, you know, whether it be through food or trying to, you know, get out and enjoy fresh air. Um, so I didn't really know how to put the two together um, when I was doing just the pre-med track. And then I actually came probably through a few different conversations with different practitioners and um, different people that were inspiring to me. Um, there was particularly a couple of yoga teachers that were inspiring to me when I lived in New York, um, which led me through a six-month journey through India um, to realize, oh, wow, there's Ayurveda. Um, there's also Chinese medicine. Um, there's other uh, forms of healing outside of uh, traditional Western medicine. Um, and then when I got back, I just wanted to find out, well, what could I do um, to begin my practice? So I found out about Chinese medicine. I tried it, um, and it resonated well for me, and then um, you know, went through the program and been practicing uh, ever since. Excellent. And how, um, how did you come to study meditation? Because that's one of the courses that you teach at Emperors and, and one that you're well known for teaching. So how did you come into that practice? Yeah, right. That's been always a passion of mine. Um, you know, again, I, I think I reflect back to when I was uh, a child. Um, oftentimes we'd go visit family and it may be in another state and we'd have to drive in the car for a while. And I remember sitting in the car and getting myself into sort of a meditative space and, you know, perhaps, you know, driving back after Thanksgiving dinner and be nighttime and I look up at the stars and just kind of, you know, start asking questions to my family, you know, being like, you know, where did we come from? And, you know, when, when did it all begin and these kind of questions, which is probably um, an early form of my own intrigue and meditation. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, I think I was, uh, the first inoculation of it was really when I was in uh, college. Um, I had a teacher, her name was Jan Willis, um, who was very inspiring to me. Uh, she was a meditation teacher. She actually taught a course or several different courses at uh, Wesleyan University in Connecticut on meditation. Uh, and I just felt inspired by her uh, presence. Um, 
and uh, that's I think what started my own practice. And there was other teachers along the way uh, that I studied with, and you know I learned different techniques from uh, different teachers, and um, all in all, it helped me to find my own practice, which was more or less a combination of all the different teachers that I've been exposed to, um, as, as well as going on that trip to uh, India. It was, uh, the plan of that trip was to uh, do a lot of meditation and uh, reconnect with some teachers that I was interested in practicing with in India. And then um, I've been practicing ever since for, you know, for many years now and enjoy teaching the meditation class a lot at Emperor's and keep learning uh, more about meditation as I teach the course. Absolutely. I've, I've been uh, fortunate enough to be able to take that class with you, and we're also fortunate enough here at Root Down to have your online version of the meditation classes. So I would agree that it, the joy that you experience in meditating definitely passes through in, in what it is that you teach to us. So, so how do you see... Um, how do you see the practice of the medicine as you do it, connected to your meditation practice? What's the what's the correlation for you? That's a great question. Um, I have to think about that for a second. <laughs> Bringing together uh, the two halves of myself at this moment, or two stronger parts of myself, the meditation and the um, uh, the medical practice. Um, well, you know, I mean, firstly, I think uh, with most of my patients, you know, I integrate some meditation teaching um, because I think it's so beneficial for um, you know a variety of uh, uh, health concerns um, it's just one of the modalities that I'll use to help patients um, get to their health goals I mean there's the acupuncture course and there's the herbal medicine um, but then oftentimes there'll be a, a nutritional or a diet component or some sort of lifestyle exercise component but then you know, meditation uh, it's very important. Um, I, I find that the, when I, when the patients adapt a meditation practice into their own life, they seem to um, heal better, whatever yeah. the case. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for myself, you know, as a meditation practitioner, um, if I can become more quiet through my meditation practice, um, then I think I feel like I'm a better listener to whatever these patients are coming in for. Um, and if I can listen better, um, then I can understand, you know, obviously their symptoms better, um, but also perhaps get the underlying cause uh, more clearly understood. So I would say, yeah, the meditation as an instructional device for them to do at home by themselves, and as well meditation for myself as a healer so I can be more clear um, where their uh, problem stems from, mm-hmm. and more clear of uh, what different things I can do to help them. Mm-hmm. You, know, you need a clear mind in order to um, absorb all those things. Yeah. yeah. And just to be clear, I mean, my understanding is, is of, of what you sort of guide your patients through in terms of meditation. It's, it's not a very complex process. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, it's, it should be a personal process. Um, you know, I remember reflecting my own experience once. Um, I went to, to a day-long meditation retreat with a teacher by the name of Jack Cornfield, uh, who teaches up in Marin County in, uh, Spirit, uh, at Spirit Rock Meditation Center, which, again, is in Marin County, which is just north of uh, uh, San Francisco. And, uh, you know, someone in the crowd asked the question, you know, um, you know, how do you know if the meditation practice is working? You know, if this thing is any good, 
and his response was so simple, and I, and I don't forget it. Um, he said, you know, the practice should open your heart. If the practice does this, then it has value. If it is not opening your heart and it's just making you uh, have more thoughts or, you know, you know, making you go more, more motion spinning out of balance, then this practice is um, not working. So when it comes to my teaching the class, you know, I, at least in the Meditation One class, um, which is the introduction to meditation class, I, you know, expose the students to about about ten different meditation practices of many different styles. Some of them are, um, you know, from Indian, uh, from like India. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are more uh, Asian, like uh, from China or Japan. Some are more Native American. Some are more, um, you know, more European. You know, it's, it's just from basically again the, the teachers that I've been practicing with. But at the heart of it, um, any of these practices will work uh, if it opens your heart. You know, if, if the practice helps you to open your heart, then this is when you should practice. If it doesn't, then, you know, then it doesn't work for you. And, you know, perhaps you'll just learn the technique and maybe it will uh, be something, you know, you might uh, mention to a friend some, or a patient or somebody in the future and it may work for them even though it doesn't work for you. So it's nice to have the knowledge of it, of different techniques, but, uh, you know, I think that certain practices resonate with different people. No, it, it absolutely does, um, because I, I think that one of the things that the general population tends to think about when they see somebody or hear of somebody meditating is this, it's, it's this very long and involved sort of process that you go through when really, uh, in my experience with taking your class or, or what I've seen through your classes online at Root Down, um, you make it much more simple and accessible. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, guess I guess just to add a couple notes. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's really important for people to, um, you know, keep it simple. Obviously, the most difficult part is just sitting down on the cushion each day, and then if there's some practice that you can do, uh, I, I like a lot just focusing on the breath because it's always changing. So focusing on the inhalation and and focusing on the exhalation and you know, just uh, keeping your mind there and as the mind wanders to thoughts or emotions, realize that, you know, perhaps during this meditation practice we'll not go there, we'll just let go of the different thoughts or emotions and we'll just uh, practice coming back to the breath. This technique is so simple, you know, and uh, one that I still practice, you know, daily and that, you know, infuses, I believe, um, beyond just the time that I sit on the cushion, but I think it infuses itself organically into you know, the rest of my hours during each day. So I think this is, this is the point of a practice is it practice it, but then, you know, leaks into the rest of your life. Right. Right. So that's actually a very good segue as we're here sort of talking about um, your patients and how you sort of guide them in meditation. Um, for you to talk a little bit more about your center, about the Lotus East West Medical Center and, um, how it became Green Business Certified, and sort of what your what your goals are for that center. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a it's a it's our child. It's it's, it's the um, we've been blessed to watch this center grow now for a little over two years, and um, you know, I, I guess uh, you know, I just have this passion of seeing um, acupuncture and Oriental medicine and other holistic uh, primary care modalities. Uh, you know, uh, infusing into traditional Western medicine. Um, 
obviously you need your medical doctors, you know, and that, you know, need to be able to do prescriptions and surgeries and other things that they do. But the, uh, there's such a great opportunity for holistic primary care to uh, uh, integrate. Um, so anyways, we, we put together uh, the center um, about two years ago. And currently we have about 10 practitioners. Um, there's a medical doctor. There's three naturopathic doctors. I'm a doctor of acupuncture and oriental medicine. There's four other acupuncturists. And there's two psychologists as an adjunct to the primary care modalities because they can spend more time working on the mental emotional issues as you know, um, the acupuncture or naturopathic medicine and the medical doctors seem to work on more of the primary care um, concerns. Um, you know, we wanted it to be a, a, a holistic center. And in that way, it just made sense uh, that it's also be an eco-friendly center. Um, you know, so we found a space uh, in Santa Monica that was close to a lot of the traditional Western um, medical facilities. There's St. John's Hospital two blocks away. There's UCLA Santa Monica Hospital uh, three blocks away. There's you know many different medical centers and towers uh, in that area. And it's even known on the West Side as kind of a medical district. So we wanted to be there. We also wanted our name on the street. So we wanted to find a space that was more of a retail space. And uh, we took over what was it then a, um, a cafe and we gutted it. And then we went to the town and we said, hey, you know, we're going to build this thing. Um, do you have any uh, support or any um, resources we could use to make it green? Because, you know, we're passionate about good food and about non-toxic chemicals here. And, you know, um, we're going to build this thing. So we might as well do build it right. So that it's called Sustainable Works. It's actually a free service in Santa Monica that helps businesses become green certified. And um, they took us on. Um, they worked with us. And it was pretty comp complex, all the different things we had to go through. But it was great. I mean, it turned out having maldehyde-free bamboo flooring and organic cotton um, you know, pillowcases and 100% you know, post-consumer recycled paper and non-VOC, which is volatile organic compound uh, paint so that the paint doesn't have any toxic off-gassing. You know, the, the lighting is eco-friendly. Um, we, just, we just try to think of every you know, part of reuse, recycle, um, or try to buy local or try to buy things that aren't mass produced, you know, that are, you know, with lots of chemicals. Um, and actually really well received, you know, we've had a lot of, uh, unknown publicity that came out of it about being this ecocentric, even though we really did just, just because we, um, you know, are passionate about things being green, because if you're going to be good to the people and you want to treat them the whole, the whole people, the whole person, it doesn't make any sense why you would um, do that, but you wouldn't take care of the whole, you know, earth as well. So that was, that was kind of part of our, uh, intention and in behind building the center. And now a couple of years later, um, it's doing very well. And, you know, there's again about, a, uh, about 10 practitioners there and it seems to be keep growing and more news of it seems to be spreading out. And, um, yeah, I guess it's, uh, that was, that was sort of the, the vision behind, um, uh, building the centers, we just need it. There needs to be more holistic uh, primary care options out there for the public. Because people are asking for it. You know, may there be 50 more that pop up in Santa Monica in the next few years. It's important. There sure is enough. Uh, you know, regular medical doctors um, that are doing great work. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, uh, there needs to be some adjunct. Right.
or complementary care, something like this. And people, patients are asking for it. Right, right. So that's that's about the center. Um, I don't know if. Uh, um, well, in a, in all of this, what has been um, sort of the most challenging part of building this practice? I mean. You, you just mentioned the, the difficulties yeah. of coming through the green process, but in actually establishing the practice and bringing all of these different practitioners and modalities together, what has been what has been the largest challenge for you? Oh, good question. Yeah, I mean, everybody practices a little differently. Um, you know, again, my practice, even though it's primary care, uh, you know, we see digestive disorders and uh, we see allergies and fatigue, depression, anxiety, and we see pain, and we see hormone, we see fertility. Um, you know, it's just general care, common colds, things like this. Mine is more uh, that, as well as obviously focusing on the pain management, orthopedics, and integrative medicine, which is what my doctorate was in. Um, but the other practitioners, everybody practices a little differently. So I think the challenge was, um, you know, creating a space where everybody could uh, uh, still practice holistic medicine, but define how each practitioner is uh, a little bit unique. Um, and also getting that information out to the public. Uh, you know, still currently there's, a, you know, a lot of difficulty uh, getting insurance reimbursement for any holistic medicine right now. So uh, it would be very exciting to see what comes about from a health care reform. Um, you know, so I, th I think the biggest obstacle to my own personal practice or for all the other practitioners in the center or for holistic medicine as a as general is probably seeing, you know, uh, uh, patients having difficulty getting reimbursement. Um, so a lot of patients, you know, pay out of, you know, pay out of pocket and then we give them something called a super bill so they get reimbursed. Uh, some insurance policies reimburse very well to these super bills and they pay, you know, the patient back very well, but some don't. So I think the challenge, the biggest challenge we've seen so far is, um, you know, it, more insurance was covering the uh, services we offered, um, you know, patients would have more ease coming in. I think that's uh, uh, one of the biggest challenges that I've seen building uh, the center as well as different people's individual practices. Mm -hmm. you know? And so what is it that you do to address that challenge? And, and what is it do you think that the, that the field can do? Because it sounds like it's, it's actually something that you think is one of the biggest challenges that we have in terms of yeah. becoming a, you know, a reputable preventative healthcare modality for the public in terms of being seen that way. So what are you, I, I would be curious to hear what your thoughts are and how we can sort of work, to, work together to, um, to address that. Yeah, I mean, I, more and more... Um, you know, uh, it's, a, it's it's just such a great opportunity right now. Um, this you know, this uh, universal health care, preventative medicine, um, alternative medicine. These are these are hot words. Um, you know, by our president Obama, and by in politics, it's on the news every day. Uh, I think the most important thing is, uh, you know, practitioners um, educating their patients um, of where we are and where uh, we want to go, which is, you know, insurance, you know, getting reimbursed at a, at a good rate. Um, that's one. Another is, you know, uh, for those who are you know, motivated to um, be involved uh, locally or, or, or statewide or nationally to, you know, um, 
contact their representatives um, or uh, you know their their government representatives to you know urge them to support these kind of bills or um, you know practitioners or patients getting involved in um, uh, the state or national um, uh, I'll speak for acupuncture you know at this moment but you know the acupuncture organizations the um, you know, state and uh, national uh, acupuncture organizations to help uh, you know them uh, push the agenda forward. Um, I think that's a you know a very very uh, essential element is that insurance reimbursement. When that happens, uh, patients are already very excited to come. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just they're just you know they're they're very used to uh, paying a you know very little copay. So sometimes that uh, makes it more difficult for them to come. Um, so I think the uh, biggest challenge is uh, that needs to be addressed is uh, communicating either to uh, government you know or representatives or your organizations or your patients and just uh, these kind of elements I think are most important right now right right I would have to agree with you with that and I'm curious to know if you have any thoughts on how the internet or sites such as Rootdown um, could be utilized in order to, you know, move forward on some of those things that you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, that's just it. Nowadays, um, you know, uh, so much is happening through the internet. Everybody knows this, you know. Um, people are reading um, not so much patient testimonials that are on your individual website. Um, that's that's you know the, the individual practitioner who owns that website can control that too easily. Obviously, they're not going to put up any negative uh, you know reviews. But better um, you know things like um, uh, City Search or Yelp or Google or um, Yahoo, Rootdown, um, you know all these sites that are uh, getting like reviews, like uh, patient reviews. Um, these are what people, this is how people shop today, you know, and whether you're shopping for, uh, you know, a tin of, a, you know, sunscreen or electrical, you know, you know, like new, you know, telephone or, or acupuncture, people want to see, you know, reviews, you know, non-biased reviews on reputable sites. So, you know, I think the internet's great because people are shopping for, you know, uh, most things now. I mean, I know myself, I, that's how I shop. Um... So whether they're shopping by reviews or they're going to places like Rootdown, you know, where they can um, get the education, you know, they can learn about different CEUs going on uh, or different things about, you know, acupuncture and Chinese medicine that, you know, Rootdown offers, they get more informed. Information is all coming from, you know, mostly all, it's mostly all coming from the internet. So I think, uh, you know, that's, that's, I believe that's how our, you know, our last president got into office was by, you know, uh, basically the internet, you know, the grassroots efforts of communicating his policies or his plans um, to mass people uh, through a great medium, which is brand, you know, relatively new, the, the internet. So I look forward to seeing um, the end goal, which is more patients coming, getting access to the medicine through insurance reimbursement. Um, through um, the benefit of having um, uh, uh, the internet to help them. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I would definitely agree with you. I actually, um, that was how I found my practitioner before I knew what Chinese medicine was, and that was how I 
learned more about Chinese medicine and, and became comfortable enough to make the phone call to set up the appointment. And, you know, one of the goals with Root Down in terms of providing podcasts is, is that it's something that's very easily accessible to the public because it's free and it's mobile. You know, it can go with you in your car, it can go with you on your iPod, it can be on your computer. And so it's a it's an easier way to sort of access information if people want to understand more about Chinese medicine. And even on our site, one of the things that I love is the community profiles because you can sort of go type in somebody's name and if they're a member of the site and they filled out their profile, you can learn more about them that way too. So it sort of becomes a, a little bit of a reputation builder in that sense. So Absolutely. I would, yeah, I would agree with you for sure. Yeah, these are, these are I mean, that kind of thing, like, on, on, you know, that... Um, uh, information that's available on Root Down, you know, that is what people read. That's what people, uh, that's how people learn and that's how they change. So, uh, you know, God, you know, God bless places like Root Down, you know, US. So keep doing what you guys are doing. So we only have a few more minutes, but I just mm -hmm. wanted to touch base with you because um, you're an instructor, and I think that that is something that among practitioners is very unique, is to have somebody who's practicing this medicine and who's also in a school environment um, working with students who are coming through to practice this medicine themselves. And I'm curious to know how your experience as an instructor has informed the work that you do within your own practice and within the profession as a whole. Great question. Um, well, I think that um, practicing my technique to become a better teacher, you know, as faculty at Emperor's College, um, you know, I, I can see the faces of the students and I can see when they understand what I'm talking about and when they don't. Um, and over time, I think, you know, you just refine the way that you communicate with people. Um, so that you can, you know, perhaps inspire, or move information, or just offer support um, in their learning process. So I think um, I think that that's my my big interest as being a teacher. I you know I love that idea of uh, doing things uh, myself. Like when I work with a patient, I'll do the acupuncture or I'll prescribe the herbal medicine. But then there's a, a point where the patient needs to do some themselves. And they can only know to do something themselves if I communicate it uh, clearly or well. Same with the, you know, same with the students. Um, you know, we can uh, practice together in class and I can lead them through a practice in class. You know, but that's just... Uh, a couple hours, you know, each time. But if I can communicate some things or inspire them in some way or, or just offer support in some way, then they, their practice can, um, you know, turn into a lifelong practice, something like this. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I think that's an excellent correlation. Um, do you have any other thoughts or comments that you want to share before we end our interview for today? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought of one other thing that I, you know, wanted to put out there to you know the profession. Um, you know, it's, it's it's really I think my passion. Um, you know, there's there's a uh, right now there's in Chinese medicine there's two different uh, ways you can 
uh, go into practice. There's a four-year, uh, you know, master's level where you, you know, uh, then take an exam to become a licensed acupuncturist. But then there's also an additional two years, um, you know, uh, getting uh, which totals six years, which gets you to a doctor of acupuncture and oriental medicine. And I and my hope is in the future, and I think this will be the case, um, that more and more students uh, pursue the uh, doctorate level education, because just, just from my own experience, I've seen um, how much better I can work with patients because it's just the training, but also how much better I can work with other medical doctors um, because they just they know we have more more education. You know, now now instead of being blah 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 licensed acupuncturist, you're doctor blah blah blah. And it just it holds a, a whole other um, level of prestige. I mean, it, 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 whether for better or for worse, it's, it's just how our culture is. When there's the name doctor on, on um, you know, before your name, you know, you go into hospital and say, oh, you know, Dr. Brendan Arm, you know, I specialize in acupuncture or orthopedics or something like this. I say, oh, wow, that's fantastic. You know, they're really intrigued. And I think that's really important is bringing together you know, the, the greatness of acupuncture and oriental medicine uh, with, uh, you know, this, the greatness which is Western medicine. And I think the best way to do this is to see more and more students uh, leading um, uh, that charge. And I think that will often come through uh, with the doctorate um, level education, whether you're into research, whether you're into teaching, whether you're into private practice or working in the hospitals. We need to see more uh, practitioners doing that. It's very important, obviously, to get acupuncture uh, into things like hospitals in order to get it out to the public. It's ultimately about getting this great medicine um, in front of the public, where they go, which is sometimes in the hospital. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. And uh, some of the other people that I've had uh, dialogues with in the last couple of weeks doing these podcast interviews have echoed your sentiments very deeply in that sense. So it's it's nice to hear that from you as well. So thank you, Dr. Brendan Arm, for connecting with us today and sharing your insights on Chinese medicine and um, sharing information about your practice. For those of you who would like to connect with him, um, he can be reached uh, via root down on our community site. You can simply enter his name into the search bar. Or you could visit his website, which is www.lotusew.com. So thank you, Brendan, for your time today. Thank you so much, Melissa.